Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I want to record stuff. There, I'm recording stuff now. And look, there's <laughs> crap all o- over. God. See, see, like we tell, tell the boy, trying to take it out and just making it harder. <laughs> Actually, just made it harder on you. <laughs> well, because you, you messed it up. I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, sure. Didn't mess it up. No. I am not. It was your, your, uh... I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, because it would have prevented you, you from having to, to take an extra second to undo, undo the Velcro. Uh, now that the mouse situation is done and I can actually start the da- damn show with the intro vi- video ladies and gentlemen welcome to the daily cup of genre the uh, uh lrmonline.com and lrm's genre genreverse podcast network's daily show talking about everything from geek and pop culture entertainment news sponsored by grow generation where the where the pros do go to grow uh lrmonline.com lrm's youtube channels transition damn damn it and uh, I already mentioned the podcast net- network, wherever you guys uh, get-, get your podcasts from. Please do follow, subscribe, share, like, all that good stuff. Why don't you pull yourself a little bit more like that? There there we go. Uh, okay. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm Kyle Malone, and this is my wife and co-host, Christine Malone. What's up, babe? Hi. Not much. Oh, man. Fi- finally got, got started. We had a semi-day off yesterday, however... What I did did yesterday will be part of today's show. Uh, interview with Sean Dillingham, uh, very f- funny guy. A lot of interesting conversations. Uh, uh, um, gives his opinion on on a few things. He's been f- filming a lot, uh, doing com- commercials, TV uh, things, a mo- movie with like L- Lindsay Lo- Lohan, um, and uh, was even on on Rust. So he gave some uh, opinions on on uh, traveling uh, during. Uh, the pan- pandemic talks a bit about um uh we we talk more about like when it come, comes to rust we we talked more like uh what what happens when projects have something ba- bad and the mm-hmm. the project itself might not get you know f- finished what's it like having worked on something to see that work get get shelved you know so yeah it's a it's a fun conversation as well we talk about an- anime and our, our kids and things like that so i hope you guys ch- check it out uh there's links 
to his uh, website and and uh, information on what what he's got go- going on both below or in the write up if you're on L- lrmonline.com uh, uh, reading that stuff. But man, we finished up the great, and it was pretty pretty great. Um, Loved it. You know, I could without. It's kind kind of hard. Like if you know history, if you know like the real history of Catherine the Great, you can see certain true things that they're using through this. But I don't really want to spoil much because it 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 uh, diverses or diverts. There, okay. there's the word. It diverts from history mm-hmm. uh, very, very quick quickly. Um, but this season ends on a cliffhanger of sorts. We don't know. Kind of have a feeling that a certain someone knows what another certain someone was doing, mm. uh, but they didn't quite react. So it's almost like could they play it off like they stumbled upon that scene? You know what I'm saying there at the very end. Um, how do you feel about this second season compared to last season where we're we're left off with the the coup and stuff? Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um. But, you know, there's so much that's going on, and this is definitely spoiler-free. There's a lot going on this season with um, the way Catherine is as far as, like, stress. Um, She's also pregnant. Yeah, there's pregnancy hormones. There's the (laughs) the loss of of Leo. And Mm -hmm. so there's just – it's – you know, chaos for, for her brain. And, you know, so there's some, some issues. A lot with that. more sad, sadness. And yeah. A lot more darkness in this season, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. It was, it was, I, I hope everyone will take a chance. If you're looking for something different, something that's not an existing, whoops, sorry, an existing IP other than the fact that it's based on historical figures. <clears throat> um, if you're, if you're interested in in finding something new, check check out the the great uh, Nick, Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning are just am- amazing in it. Uh, the late lady that plays Elizabeth is 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 great. The, yeah. E- e- ima- imagine all of the gross sexual stuff from Ga- Game of Thrones, but with more clothes on more often, and it's hard to take that crap off. Yeah, exa- so. exactly. And set in in uh, the the eighteenth century, so it's it's cool, fun. N- Nicholas Holt, it this is my fa- favorite project he's he's done, mm-hmm. and it o- almost makes me want to see him get another shot at something like the Mar- like Marvel, mm-hmm. not as not necessarily as Beat Beast, because I think the Fox properties have some god awful bad baggage but i don't know what what do you think about him what, what do cuz he kind of got stiffed do, doing beast in the uh like first class, or yeah for first with the Jennifer Lawrence X X-Men yeah what could you see him coming back to marvel as maybe another character i'd love that he's a great actor you know, so you know who i thought he he could actually be cuz he plays an asshole so well Think about the Marvel characters that you haven't seen on screen with the MCU yet, who everyone is always calling an, an asshole, like that asshole. I can't believe that asshole did, did this, did, did that on the X teams. Oh, Gambit? No, 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 no. Gam- Gambit's not an asshole. Gambit's fucking king. God damn, you watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> 
No, who's the ass? Yeah, because I was like, I don't think that Scott would be good. Scott Summers. Cyclops um, is the ass asshole. I know you don't read the the books as much as as uh, I did, did, but Scott, d- despite uh, um, some good good choices, a lot of people see him as like a di- dick in the comics, and they they write mm-hmm. him like that quite a bit. And they tr- tried to play that off a, a bit with the uh, with the uh, early two thousands films uh, with with Hugh Jackman and, and whatnot, but they just kind of made him a. a bully jerk like the oh, the, okay. the yeah. bully bo- boyfriend oh how dare you look at my my jean jean gray type thing yeah so i think if they were actually going to go with the the guy that is like no this is this is the choice that that must be made and i'm ma- making it because i'm the leader type dick i think he could do do that okay yeah because i know that you really like gambit that's why i picked it i was like i don't no, see it i but, already told told yeah. you who i want to play ga- gambit who was that uh the um guy that is uh um he's the uh in that uh Anne of Green Gables show you were watching the dude Oh the the guy who who played uh Gilbert No no, no. the fucking uh the black mean. dude that's with him Oh yeah the yeah I don't know his name I'd have to look it up but Can, yeah Canadian got actor I can't I can't remember his his name right now but he p- plays uh uh god what 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 nationality was he from originally i think it was like Trinidad, trinidad yeah i think yeah. that's what he was so it's not that difficult to see him being able to make a hop skip and a jump to a cajun accent yeah and a lot of the like bloopers stuff and a lot of the things with him and gilbert was Anne's like lo- love interest towards the end right okay that guy and, and him and uh him and gilbert's uh like exchanges made me believe that he could he could do, do gambit yeah. and so yeah I, when you find find, find his the name, name. I'm he is he is my my cho- choice for gambit see now it would have actually been nice to have the key- keyboard because we could have looked it up and put it on the big, big yeah screen, but you but didn't want it i didn't want it what, what's his nope. name what's his name <laughs> oh, shame on you where are you at um dalmar abuzid the guy who played bash bastion bash, that's the I, I thought you were looking for the actor, so I was like, I Bash. don't know. That's his Sebastian. name. Yeah. Uh, let me it. bring up the Chrome side. Oh, we're out of focus now. You. Shame on you. Look what you did. I know. And it's still... <laughs> this is why podcasting was... Come on. Focus, dude. I'm putting it on. I don't know what to fucking do with this thing. All right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, now that... that we're, we're ends here we're now. Back. We're ends here now. Uh, now that we're b- back, boom! This guy, Delmar Abuzid, he I think could play. Uh, he could play. Click on the picture and he could play. Um, show that handsome yeah. face. He could play Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, he could get cool. that accent. He's got comedy chops. Uh, he's got uh, uh, what I guess I don't know if the kid kids still call it swagger, <laughs> but but uh, he's got know. he's got that. Um, yeah, man, I I I do, and I wasn't a you know I'm not like a uh and and of Green Gables reader or anything like that. I only saw episodes with you you every now and then when you were watching it, but I really enjoyed his his characters and inter- interactions. He's funny, a bit of a smart ass, and I think he could he could pull it off. So yeah. So yeah. if if you're if you're watching anyone <laughs> who is going to pick up that project, um. 
Keep them in mind. Yeah, definitely check check out and look at some of the like blooper reels that you can find on oh, you, yeah? on YouTube from okay. that, that show. It's it's pretty funny. Um, I guess we could go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, some news, some some things that happened over over Monday or well from Monday through through today, if if you will. And uh, before we get to to Sean's in- interview. Um, there's been a rumor Modoc is going to appear in Quantum Mania. Uh, I don't know why I opened it up in a new window. Oh, but um, we have from the direct, barely reliable source. According to the direct sources, Modoc will be introduced in the M- MCU in a major role in Ant Man and, and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, Modoc's rumored presence in the sequel has yet to be confirmed by Marvel Studios. Dallin also said, uh, although Jim Carrey was previously ru- rumored to take on the villain role in the MCU, the direct can confirm the actor is not playing Modoc. Bullet dodged, Christine. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you said Jim Carrey, no. Why? Please, why is no. that? I mean, I he did don't have think... some good good movies. Yes, Fire Marshal Bill on on what you call yeah, it. But I don't think that's a good fit. I don't. Well, to be honest, I'm kind of not really interested in seeing Modoc. Um, <laughs> I mean, look well, at that face. Well, there's two two ways to to do them. Okay. Yeah. One is you you take him very seriously. He's kind of like they they do in the uh, the video game Marvel's Avengers, which you haven't been watching much because it's not that great great of a fucking game. Um, but it killed some time, but, um, they play him more, more serious. They tone down the head at first and, and, uh, show him to be kind of like dis- disfigured and th- things like that, but he's not a, a joke, right? Or you use him as a, as a joke. Um, think, think of, I was kind of thinking about, uh, Jim, Jim Carrey's performance as Robotnik as Robotnik and Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. and outside of the dance dance scene, which in and of itself fit his character, but I felt it went on too long, especially when he starts skiing and, and stuff. But I love that move movie guys. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is one of the, one of the best video game movies out, out there. And, um, but I, th- I thought he did good, good actually. Yeah, I agree. So I'm w- wondering if he kind of a, Approached Modoc with that Robotnik mentality, but with Feige and 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 uh, not Paul Rudd, uh, the director of Ant Man. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, who who directed Ant Man? And, and, Sorry, man, because he also did the a uh, couple episodes of The Mandalorian. And the name is on the tip of my my tongue, and I can't get get a Peyton Reed. Thank oh, God, okay. Pey- Peyton Reed. Uh, Peyton Reed. Feige could wrangle, carry in, and if he could channel that real tr- true mad scientist, but a little less on the 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 uh, funny side, I think he could could have done it. Who could you see doing a a Modoc though? You know it's going to be a lot of CGI and and voice work, so it could be pretty much anyone, big, small, uh, doesn't matter, uh, uh, race and and ethnicity wouldn't matter. Would you would you want to go with something that you're going to take more serious, or would you want to go with someone more like a a robotnik and play it up for 
some dangerous laughs, if if you will. I don't know, because I honestly don't want to see Modok. I don't. <laughs> I just. What if it's just a small part, like not ma- major role? Like he's gonna be there. I I don't know who would who would I I would want him. I don't know what actor I would want. Because because they, then they're gonna get a bigger yeah. role late, later. Is what I'm telling you. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know. So you tell me. Um, Because I'm sure you've got something. Bill Hader, uh, because he could do Mm. voices quite easily. Mm. Um, Okay. He did the voice of Alpha 5 and uh, in the uh, last Power Rangers movies, done a a lot of different projects. If you look him up, you'll recognize him. I know who he is. Okay, I didn't know if you recognized the name or or not. I got his his face in my head right now. There you go. Uh, Bill Hader, uh, simply because of the the voice ability and and comedy ability, but if I was going to go with more serious, hmm. I guess you got nothing. No. Oh, you got something? You know what? Because I I think he might be able to do the tortured soul type Modoc, if you if you would, which really shouldn't necessarily ha- happen. Maybe Ty Sheridan. He played Cyclops in the other X Men movies. Ready oh, Player right, One. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I think he could potentially play the guy that you know is going down a a, a path that leads to him be- becoming a Mo- a Modoc. That's more serious. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. Better than better than you you did. <laughs> True. I I had nothing. Uh, so. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. Oh well, before we do that, let us know who who you guys would like to see Modok. Uh, who you would like to see Modok play played by, in the comments below, and then also let let us know. Um, excuse me. What version of of him would you like to see? Something more serious. Something more human, or or maybe all. You know, for, for laughs or something like that. But, uh, Grow Gen, take it away, guy. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. For all of your cultivation needs, Grow Generation has the right products, service, and staff to make your grow successful. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, Switch it. Yeah, kind of. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the episode episode and uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and run into sean dillingham uh christine unfortunately wasn't able to join yesterday but she will be here on the other side of it uh once he comes back so yeah kyle and sean take it away sean dillingham ladies and gentlemen uh got over 93 credits on his imdb page however his wonderful email does like to break him down into some things like 115 plus commercials which you told told me you were doing a couple more so you got to update that or is that your updated num- number yeah it's uh <laughs> i'm about 125 now there you go there you I go guess. uh over over 60 films, uh, 22 national television series. Uh, believe it or not, got guys, quite the uh, res- resume out there, including uh, some big shows uh, in uh, like Ye- Yellowstone, the upcoming uh, MacGruber re- revival. So, sort of, is that a good good word? Yeah, they like to take about 10 years between uh, <laughs> <you> productions. <laughs> um, uh, you got something going on with a, a Lindsay Lohan movie, which I, I saw was announced 
things in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think I mentioned Yellowstone. And uh, the movie Rust, which, of course, has been in, in the uh, media for a lot of reasons recently. But welcome to the da Daily Company genre. Sean, I appreciate you being here, man. Thanks, man. I love all your action figures and Dante and everything back there. My son was uh, freaking out. Thank, thank you so, so much. Yeah, uh, I am... Uh, quite the a anime fan. It might not focus. It does that bo Boca thing that that all the YouTubers Listen. love. But uh, yeah, man, that that's cool. Uh, I've learned all about it. My son is into really? Dante and 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 Attack on Titan and, every, and mm -hmm. Attack of the Titans. Is that what? It is? Uh, Attack on on Titan. Yeah, yeah I mean all of it. Big I, one. You know, I've learned all of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, anime to me was you know Godzilla and Speed Racer and Battle of the Planets, and now it's, it's oh just... my god, gotcha, man! They, thank you, Hugh. Yes, see, um, that's that's kind of where I got my my start. My dad was a was a big uh big fan of the old Toho uh, Godzilla films, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't remember. Because he was he was in the army, and I don't remember if I was in Germany watching a AFN Speed Racer if it happened once we got back. But that was before I even knew, knew what anime was. But then Battle of the Planets, Robotech, Voltron, and and I I was hooked. So yeah. and yeah. now my my room looks like th this. <laughs> same as me. Same as me. I I was a kid, and and I was big into. Uh... Godzilla, Speed Racer, and collecting Micronauts. Micronauts were my thing. I remember. I remember the those. Uh, I didn't. I didn't quite get in, into them. But man, that's just. I even have a question about th things about mo modern classics. We'll 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 have to get get to to that. But it is. It's crazy to think about uh, just the sheer amount of I, IP. Uh, especially from the seventies through the er early nineties, that yeah. just created the. I mean, those the Gen X and and the what, what they call geriatric millennials. You know, those born before four eighty five. Uh, they just have the this wealth of of stuff. And what what's it kind of like see, seeing that? That I guess I could kind of get into that that question, man. Because my wife and I, unfortunately, my co host isn't with me t today but we had just talked about uh kind of like how how it f feels G gen z doesn't have like their their sandlot movie they don't have their goonies mo movie and not saying that it that they don't but i mean you've yeah. you've got quite a bit of of uh experience in the industry how, how do you feel about re reaching back to the past so much and maybe not paying attention to the present so much well just it's sad you know it's so a generation that just lacks visionaries, I think, you know, we had, we had, um, growing up in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, I, I don't think, well, maybe not the nineties, but I don't think our, our generations had so many handcuffs on them. We were, we were, uh, open to more things, um, political views, cartoons, cultures, and now it's, Everybody's so handcuffed. Uh, you, you can't say this. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't say this. That I think people are afraid to to have a vision or push boundaries. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I can see that. I don't know. It's it's uh, sad. It's yeah, very, it's very concerning because every generation before was always like, "I want to leave this world 
a better place to the next generation. And now people are like, I don't know if I want to leave it to this next generation. I really don't. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you m- mentioned your, your son. I'm a uh, dad as well. My, my son is eight and um, it, it's been fun to, to, of course, introduce them to th- things like the classic Ninja Turtles, real ghost ghostbusters cartoon, as well as the, the original two, two films we saw after life, which he was more in, into than than I was, but yeah, just kind of de- dealing with that outside of an- anime, which just p- pumps out a whole bunch of stuff every every year. Anyways, I I was thinking, man, everything that <coughs> he likes, despite us trying to get get him into new, newer things, it's it's all this stuff that I liked and I I loved. And like I said, it's it's not trying to pigeonhole him. Like we got. Cartoon Network access and all yeah. all sorts of new things. What's it like being a, a dad and and seeing uh, your your kid can consume media? Um, as long as it's the right stuff, I, I love it. You know, I've, I've always uh, been a fan of movies and magic, anime. <clears throat> uh, so I'm all for it. I mean, um, I'm not a big fan of CGI. I think if it's done sort of like a spice when cooking if you if you use it just enough but if the whole movie is is cgi then i'm like eh. <laughs> that's what i appreciated when when he and i watched the live action version of attack on titan it was mm-hmm. you know you see the actors you know just made into giants and i loved it. i was shocked at how violent it was when i first watched it but you know i appreciate that i pre- you know and maybe that's what what uh, the younger generation sees and appreciates is like the, the new Ghostbusters, they used a lot of uh, practical, yeah, yeah, real animatronics and things. And I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm so glad they did that. It's so, I, I was not a fan of what they did to the new Star Wars series. You know, when I was just like, everything was CGI. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, this is, this is overkill. I mean, why even they- use actors at this point? The pre prequels were 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 atrocious for for that. I pre I we we people could go on and and on about the, yeah. the merits or or cons to the sequel trilogy, but I did give Ab- Abrams credit in episode seven for the amount of pra- practical sets yeah. and effects they they did have c- compared to the prequels. But yeah, my uh, yeah, my son yeah. freaked out because he loves Star Wars as well, and I just got to work with J.J. Uh, Abrams on a TV show, so that was kind of. He was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which show, show was that? Or can, can you say is it something? It's a new one show? coming out for HBO okay. called Duster. And, okay, uh, it's got uh, Josh Holloway in it as well. So funny when I was done, when I was all wrapped up shooting, JJ Abrams is standing there with his famous, you know, head of hair and glasses, and I, I was like, I can't work with him, and there's no way I cannot get a picture, right? Just just for dad merit alone." Mm-hmm. And so I, I was talking to Josh Holloway and I said, I'm getting ready to leave. Can I get a picture with you guys? And he said, sure. So I'm standing there like this next to him and Josh Holloway's in the middle and JJ Abrams slides in and he's got a black hoodie on and a mask on. And Josh Holloway goes, Jesus, JJ, take that shit off. You look like a ninja. Nobody's going to know who you are. <laughs> nice, man. Oh, you those... see these, these eyes looking through this, you know, hoodie and mask. Mm-hmm. That's that's funny. Yeah. Uh, that that's also a, a, got to be a, a weird thing talk, talking about uh, filming like uh, recently. You know, during 
we, we can't really say post pandemic, but we could say, you know, post vaccine, I guess is the, the era we're, we're in now. Yeah. Um, still in the fight. Still in yeah. the fight. I just, uh, I got COVID two weeks ago. Wow. I'm, Glad that you apparently are are do, doing good. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it was so strange because um, I'll tell you what happened with me, and I was feeling a little, <clears throat> I guess, under the weather. I thought, man, my allergies are really bothering me, and I went and I got I got tested positive. My wife, my two sons, mm-hmm. my other son, my daughter in law, and then my grandson, mm-hmm. all in one week. Whoosh! And um, it was it's a very strange virus because days one and two i never got a cough i just kept walking around going like clearing my throat Mm -hmm. days three four and five the sweats and the chills which are wonderful you know i'm sitting under a blanket just dumping sweat and then i get out from underneath the blanket and i'm like (laughs) so i run back to the blanket and days uh six and seven little dizziness nausea diarrhea for one day Mm-hmm. And it was so strange because normally you get sick and it's like stuffy head, fever, achy, you know, runny nose all the time, everything. This was like one symptom and then done. Another symptom, then done. And I was like, this is the weirdest illness ever. And it, fully vaccinated too, all of us. I I, I was, was as well. <laughs> My wife had been uh, making a, de- a decision on which, which to, to get when I too felt I had some allergy issues and then my son got what we thought was a cold so I was like okay we both kind of got a sucky cold and then about three days four four days in into it my my wife just nosed dive but she she recovered it took her about three three weeks to get get up to you know somewhat normal physically and about six to eight eight weeks to kind of get the fog clear, yeah. cleared out but glad to hear your your family uh uh m- making it through through hopefully yeah. hopefully you guys all have a a good <laughs> recovery but i kind of i kind of got to touch touch on on that you're you're doing the this work like so you take precautions yeah. masks there's rules that vac- vaccinated however you're one one of those lucky so to speak we'll say lucky ones that where you're you get the opportunity to travel and even paid to to, to travel via via work yeah uh what's it like getting out there in the and exposed to different parts of the country or or the continent if you've managed to go to canada for any anything like that what what are you experiencing with your other cast and crew man well everybody's everybody's cautious um doing this production because right now i'm up in utah Mm -hmm. Uh, this, this marks my 28th COVID test and Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, I don't know. I think it's, you can only take so many precautions, you know, Mm -hmm. eventually it's like, you're cautious on a film set, you're cautious at wardrobe, you're cautious during makeup, your social distancing. And then what you don't realize is that earlier that week, you happen to go to target for 10 minutes and it could have been, it could have been that. Or you had to go to the ATM at the bank and there was three other people there and you just don't know. You don't know. I will say this. Um, I'm glad either way I got the vaccine, which from everything I understand. And and I think the misconception is people think, Oh, if you get the vaccine, you're good. And it's like, no, that's it's a vaccine. It's not a cure. 
It's mm. not a cure. It's, it's helps minimize the symptoms so that you're not hospitalized. I just saw a story where there's a UFC fighter, uh, Diego Sanchez and any of those UFC guys, you know, they're in amazing shape. Yeah. And he was a big anti-vaxxer and he got COVID and Oh, look at that. Huh? Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. No. Right. After, after so, my time in the yeah. army that helped me lose weight. <laughs> and so, um, and he was feeling sick and it got worse and worse. And finally, uh, a couple of days ago, they hospitalized him. They said, yeah, this is not, you're not getting better, man. And now everybody's like, you got to get the vaccine. It's, it's not, it's not a cure, but it will help at least minimize your symptoms so that you don't die. Uh, colloquially, or, that, not colloquially. What's the word I was looking for? S- sorry. I didn't mean to jump in, in there. No, uh, I was saying that's similar to what I, I experienced. I was va- vaccinated, thought it was just a rough cold. My wife was the one in, in bed all day, day long for, for days on end, but. Yeah, so, every, you know, working around the country, everybody's taking the same protocols. Everybody's, you know, let's get tested and keep a mask on and social distance. And, you know, you got to you gotta be as smart as you can. But it's it's one of those things where I think if you get it, it's, it's going to be when you least expect it. When you, you know, you're like, hey, I'm just going to run to the store real quick and grab such and such. And then that's all it takes. That's all it takes, yes. man. Absolutely. Um, uh, you got the McGruber uh, uh, revival c- coming up. That's a d- deep, deep cut. One of those th- things that I had kind of m- mentioned or- earlier about uh, yeah. uh, so many re- revivals, re- reboots and, and whatnot. Uh, I've, o- I've started getting to the point where I'm like, if, if we're going to re- reach back into time, go for that d- deeper cut. And this isn't too far back in time. Saturday Night Live skit, uh, 2004 move, movie, and then the 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 new new gig. Yeah. Um, what what's it kind of like like seeing a deep deep cut IP like that, or a, a deeper cut SNL skit getting uh, a fr- fresh light on, on it again? Is is that more exciting than dragging the eighties out again? Uh, I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of creative people that came out of Saturday Night Live and. My experience working on it, which I think that's it comes out this week, this uh, Wednesday, it's coming out. Um, okay. Everybody was super fun, super nice. You know, um, Kristen Wiig was, you know, that was a little intimidating to meet her, but. Very fun, know, very funny lady. I always find myself in these situations where I think you, you psych yourself out more then uh when the reality hits it's never as bad as you built it up to be when i i did better call saul and i jumped in the transportation van well first of all it started at breakfast you know i'm in line at the omelet bar and you know they've got they must have had a hundred ingredients laid out and i'm standing in line behind a guy and i turn around and i look to the guy behind me and i was like i wanted to just be friendly and go hey it looks pretty good and it's it's the actor that plays mike armantrout so I turn around and I go, hey, it looks pretty good. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it looks pretty good, man. And then I get in the transportation van to go shoot. And the actor that plays Howard, uh, Better Call Saul's, uh, Saul Goodman's uh, boss, is in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And so I just slide in the front seat in front of him. And he tells the driver, hang on a second, Bob's coming. And then Bob Odenkirk jumps in the front seat. And I'm sandwiched wow. between these two guys thinking, how the hell did I get here? Well, what is going on? <laughs> and then I did McGruber and same thing. I get in the transportation van and 
it's me and Ryan Phillippe driving there just talking about, you know, kids. And I'm just like, and I'm like an idiot. I'm thinking, oh, this guy looks familiar. Where do I know him from? And then I get on set and, and he and I are joking and I do a Chris Farley impression. And he kept, mm. he kept telling me, you know, do Farley during this set, do, do, do during this take, do, do Chris Farley. And Kristen Wig was so nice and kept saying to me in between takes, they were like, okay, we're going to do it again. And she kept saying, you're so funny. You're so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, God, somebody tell me you're filming this, please. Somebody. Wow. That's so they're, uh, they're all, they're all super nice. When I did rust, you know, my greatest fear was I really like Alec Baldwin as an actor mm-hmm. from going back to, to she's having a baby all the way Little up juice. to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, The Edge, mm-hmm. all his films. And all I thought was, oh, please don't be an asshole. Please don't be an asshole. And he couldn't have been sweeter. And I think that maybe he just wanted to sign on to be an actor, not on magazine covers. And he wants his privacy. <clears throat> I mean, the first day of filming, we're standing there in in uh, Santa Fe in this old West town, and we're getting ready to, to shoot a, a scene. And uh, all of a sudden, this car drives down the street. And everybody was like, what the hell is this? Who the hell is driving? In? And the window drops down, and it's Alec. And he's like, hey, are you guys making a movie? Can I park here? Is that OK? <laughs> So it was, you know, he was, he was super sweet, super funny, nice, really nice guy. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to bring up any specifics about the, the incident with with that, but it does present an opportunity to ask this question in my more immature days. I used to root for movies. I didn't like to, to fail. And then I grew up and realized there's a whole lot of other people Besides this one, one actor, writer, or director that's angered the geek in, in me, uh, and it's not great to see see movies fail. So I'm always ho- hoping m- movies do well because people are pouring their heart and, and soul in, into these into these things. What is it kind of like for for you you guys on the inside, knowing regardless what happens with with the rest of the the movie or the people involved, that a lot of work is now in danger of not being seen. And this isn't the only film or production to have, you know, a black cloud cast over it. What's that kind of like on the inside? If you, if you don't, don't mind. Um, I don't know. You know, what happened was, was tragic. It was terrible. Joel, I met him and we got together before I started filming and, and had a, uh, a director's meeting and, uh, Helena was there, you know, the director of photographer, cinematographer was in there and, you know, she was five foot nothing, built like Tinkerbell, tiny lady. He's even smaller. And they were all super nice. And um, I don't know, it, it was a tragedy all the way around, but it was also an accident. Mm-hmm. It was an accident. And I would like to see the film get finished. I don't know if they ever will. I could see them maybe finishing it and and dedicating it to her. Maybe her vision was, you know, uh, something they want to complete for her. So I, I don't know. I, I, I you know, they they Tough were one, sorry. <laughs> they they were working on the crow, and and that mm-hmm. Brandon Lee's uh, killing happened. Uh, I think a week before they were supposed to wrap. And they were like, well, or maybe even longer, maybe a month. And they had a stand-in. 
<clears throat> do a lot of his scenes because he was in wardrobe and makeup. makeup. So yep. I, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see it get finished. It was it's a great script and a great story. And uh, you know, I, I thought that when I read it, what a great story. And and that's it's so so pivotal in westerns too, because <laughs> people just think with a western, oh, you just get an old west town, some horses, and you got a movie. And I'm like, no. No, because I've even done some of those and <laughs> no. But this was a really good, a really good script, a really good story. So I don't know. I don't know by the time that I was done how much how much they had filmed of the movie. So yeah. we'll see. It, it's it's horrible all the way around that when the accident happened during Twilight Zone, the movie. Right. You know, it, there's so many things that have to happen now before they even think about finishing that movie. You know, they have an investigation to finish and lawsuits to address. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's very easy after the fact. Everybody's coming out and talking about, well, he should have done this and he should have checked that. And then like, you know, I don't know if you've ever worked on a movie and this is to everyone, mm-hmm. but everybody has a job. I've actually been yelled at on movies because somebody's like, Hey, can we move that light? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll move it. And people are like, don't do that. That, that mm-hmm. is not your job, man. That's my job. And if you're doing my job, you know what you just did? You just rendered me useless. So let me do my job. That's why I'm here. That's what I'm getting paid for. And everybody has a job on a movie set. Everybody. <clears throat> There's somebody there that dresses you, somebody that feeds you, somebody that push your clothes on for you, somebody, everything. And your job as the actor is to do two things, show up and be pretty and know your lines. And that's it. If somebody hands me something and they're like, okay, Sean, you're going to hold this and you're going to do that. I had a firearm on and they handed it to me and put it in my holster. And there I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, there's somebody that is in charge of everything. And it's real easy to start pointing fingers and saying after the fact, I would have done this. I would have done that. Well, you know, sure. It's really easy after the fact to go. Yeah, that car accident, man, he, I would have been going slower. Well, oh, sure. Okay. After the fact, I don't know, man, it's, I have no answers. I just, I think it was a tragedy and I think a lot of people should shut up about it and let the people investigate it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like, like I said, on, but from, from the outside, whenever you see an, an or whenever I see a, a production getting in trouble, it's like, Man, there's a lot of people that are involved in in that, like you said. said. Yes. Uh, so yeah. I I hope for for the best that everyone's hard hard work does get to to be appreciated in in some form or, or fashion. So, Absolutely. Uh, to to wrap it up on a slightly high, higher higher note, since this will will be on on our uh, LRM YouTube channel, the Genreverse Podcast Network, po- post our videos up up there as well as mm-hmm. well. YouTube is a modern version of something you were on on a long, long t- time ago. America's Funniest People. Uh, yeah. You were a uh, fi- finalist on that. Yeah, yeah. It was one okay, of that has got got to be kind of weird to to have seen the 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 origin origin of video me- memes, home v- videos, all the way now through through you YouTube and having kids. I'm I'm sure you've seen the the prank f- phase of you, YouTube and all the crazy stuff. 
what what's that kind of, kind of been been like for for you con- consuming that entertainment being part part of that world at the at the beginning of it man it's um amazing how much uh, the videos have taken off and and all the different platforms not only mm-hmm. youtube tiktok is now huge and it's um it's amazing you know um how the medium has just absolutely exploded i didn't i didn't know if you know, back then it, it was going to go anywhere, but hell, I mean, you look back then, it's like, I don't even know if we had cell phones back then. <laughs> there was no cell phones. There was no social media. So <clears throat> to be on a show like that at that time was, you know, they had come to town. I was doing some stand up at the time and ran through a litany of props that I used. And next thing I knew, I got a phone call and I was just like, you want me to do what on what? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Maybe I've, I've been lucky in that sense. All the shows that I've been on, even back then, through Yellowstone and Better Call, all these shows, I've, I've never, other than being on them before that, I never watched them. And that, that's probably a good thing because I've never gone into it intimidated. Mm. And nobody's ever been a jerk. They've all been nice, super, super nice people. So it's, it's, it's strange to see um, how many people still use the format? Uh, what's the? Uh, there's a show on MTV that. Oh, the uh, I know which well, well, re rewind something to two point oh. Uh, I know what you're t- talking about. Yeah. It's got the uh, uh, guy that did uh, skating and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, I know, and, you know really he's ridiculous. He's, I think he's using the same format. Tosh point oh. Mm-hmm. It's it's all the same, the same format. You know, we're going to show these these videos. You know, accidental mishaps or whatever, and the same thing happens on YouTube. Same thing happens on TikTok. I've been contacted by a couple of different platforms to be involved, and and they're basically trying to utilize the same thing. Oh, we have an idea for a social media, a streaming app that we're going to do this and that. And it's just basically the same thing. Yeah. We'll find funny videos, and then you host it. Yeah, I I mean I mean the the cool thing about some of it is it's launched several careers via uh mm-hmm. uh social me- media and uh it's it's cool to see people getting ac- access to so much more inter- entertainment and also being able to make it in into the uh entertainment sphere th- themselves in ways that you know you you and I could never never have dream- dreamed of growing up so I yeah, I mean, Daniel Tosh's career exploded because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he got that format. He was seen on television. He had a couple good seasons. And, it, you know, it, it, it blew up his uh, career. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sean, uh, do you want to plug anything coming up very, very specifically before we let uh, you go? I don't know. I'm do, uh, McGruber's coming out in a week. Check that out. Um, this movie I'm working on with Lindsay Lohan is, it's cool. It's a very small cast. Uh, I'm lucky to have been one of the cast and, uh, it's a great part. It's a funny part. The only thing that sucks is it's, it doesn't come out for a year. It's not coming mm. out till next Christmas season. So oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I really like to promote early and, there uh, you <laughs> you'll recognize me then. Because I'm taking this Civil War general beard off as soon as I'm done. I don't normally keep this this long. Okay. <laughs> but I, I started growing it in August. And I'm mm. just like, I'm done. I'm yeah. finished. 
I keep convincing myself to keep mine. <laughs> I know you and I look like, you know, if anybody was tuning in right now, it's like, welcome to the racist channel. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Southern pride. and <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, Sean, for being on, on the daily cup of genre, LRM online, uh, YouTube channel and LRM's genre, genreverse podcast network. It's been great talking to you. You have a great, great day, man. You too. Be well and love all the anime. And the Ghostbusters. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Have have a good one. Thanks, Sean, so much again for being on on the on the show. And everyone, please do check out his his information down down below. Keep an eye out on the the projects that that we that we mentioned in in the interview. And yeah, uh, that that was a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, I guess we could go back back to to the new news. You know, that's kind of like the thing that we're supposed to do on the da- daily cup of genre. But we're only going to talk a short story now to, to end it up because sean and i did talk for for a bit and and that was fun um i i want to talk a bit about Ro- rogue Squ- squadron but i know that's not like your your field so so guys uh cam i'm guessing is the one that wrote this uh yep cam wrote, wrote that cam and i will de- definitely be talking rogue squadron and and the uh patty jenkins going into the producer role over at Cleopatra to free up mm-hmm. time for Wonder Woman and, and Rogue Squadron apparent apparently, but here's something that you and I can de- definitely talk about. Uh, rumor for a while now is that we might see Din Jaren, the Mandalorian, in the b- book of Bo- Boba Fett. Cool. Um, there's even been ru- rumors. There was I, I can't remember all the specifics. You guys have to go back and watch some ep- episodes of the Cantina. But there were some rumors that literally like at, at one time between a few uh 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 volume you know the stagecraft there at pinewood and a few lo- location shots that we we might have seen characters from Man- mandalorian from andor and obi-wan kenobi and book of boba fett literally all were revolving around these places at the at the same time now it could oh, okay. could be they're filming for for things together. You'd be like, oh well, what what would uh, Obi Wan have to do with Mandalorian? May- maybe not, but could a- Obi Wan have characters that lead into and Andor? Is there someone from Andor and in- o- Obi Wan? Is there someone that is alive n- now in in this t- time period that gets touched in you know touched on their their story? <laughs> They're just touching the the characters touched. Um, get a uh, character gets stuck anyways that that's what i'm saying so there were a lot of rumors about who could could end up where and what it all could have been is we got to 10 minutes we were here anyways let's film something right oh, okay yeah. um but the we we know we're going to see Bo- boba fett carrying forward it's not just going to be past stuff so the the idea of den sh- showing up is kind of th- there and we know now he's got the dark dark saber he's supposed to be you know king of mandalore or whatever or, or able to go go take the 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 throne the throne what do you think about Dan being in in boba fett i'd like that you know get get some time you know just not like a whole bunch but you know get him to come in a couple moments or whatever i don't know do but, you, yeah do you want to see fett come be a part of the Mandalore Mandalorian more like I'm guessing no one no one know, knows but we're guessing that we're going to see 
movement to take Mandalore, rebuild the planet, you know. Uh, That's what Bo-Katan wants to do. Din isn't necessarily beholden to it, but you could see where he's a man of honor, do duty. There might he might get a sense of duty to to do that. <laughs> duty. That is not he. He's always telling, "I'm not a man Mandalorian, but this is my my armor." Yada yada yada. Um, I kind of I don't know because <clears throat> I want Fett to be a bad guy. Yeah, and him kind of helping in the gray out area a little bit, like or it's not like. You know, Palpatine, but it's like, you know, he's kind of bad. Yeah. What if Din Din gets hired to take out Boba? (laughs) Oh, God. That's going to be interesting. (laughs) That could, could, I wonder if that, that's it. Like, he's like, I got to take, take a job and, and take, takes it like sight unseen. They're like, you're tar, you'll know your target when you see them. And there it is, Boba Fett. Mm. I wonder. Another no puck moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think, but at that point, it's like you would just, you know, have that already. You know, like there, it it wouldn't be like a surprise. Well, unless they were trying to get him to to do it after knowing he helped Fett out. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to think of a few cool things that they could they could potentially do. Ooh, excuse me. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we'll let that wrap up. For you, for you guys. Uh, oh well, actually, let me let me read what Tamir Morrison had to say when asked about uh, Din. Uh, he said, "I can't say anything." Uh, apparently, he was gr- grinning when he said it. But we have some wonderful, colorful th- things to look forward to. I don't want to say too much about it because we're all going to go on this journey together, and every little bit of information is pretty precious now. Cool. So yeah, uh, like I said. There were some rumors about filming and and time and yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Anyways, uh, shorter episode from us today. Today, you guys got Sean and and my myself to to fill in fill in a little extra time. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do the this again tomorrow, Thursday, and t- Tuesdays and Thursdays are are tough, but we're we're yeah. gonna f- figure something something out. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the uh, LRM, U- LRM YouTube channel, uh, following on your favorite uh, podcast at the Johnverse Podcast Network, and um, uh, uh, leave some com- comments, reviews, thumbs up, da- down. You guys might not, not be able to see how many thumbs down uh, there are, but we'll take the hate clicks, especially if you leave a comment and tell us what we're doing wrong or what we could do better. You know, that'd be be nice. Or just, you know, fuck you, Kyle. Your opinion sucks. I know it does. It's fine. I mean, Christine. That's that's a little bit of information, you know, <laughs> yeah. instead of just like a thumbs down. It's like, you suck, Kyle. And it's like, okay, okay. Now, now we know who you're mad at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't do anything about that. But uh, you guys can find me at that Kyle Malone on Twitter if you want to yell at more lrm underscore exclusive on on twitter uh for the website not the genreverse on twitter christine you find me at adorable doom anything else you want to say no i'm good okay all right guys thanks we'll talk to you tomorrow hopefully bye (laughs) 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.